a big announcement by the province yesterday. The government unveiling what they call Alberta 2030, Building Skills for Job Strategy for Post-Secondary Education. It's a pretty wordy title. There's a lot going on there. Basically, it's meant to outline a plan for post-secondary education for the next 10 years um, to meet the changes in our economy and make sure that we have uh, people in place to do the jobs that need to be done. So joining us now to break it all down and give us some idea of what's included in this plan, we have the Minister of Advanced Education in the province of Alberta, Dimitrios Nicolaitis, joining us. Minister, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, so it's a it's a pretty big document here. There's a, there's a lot of different things going on. Let's just break it down here. Um, what are the high points, and what is the thrust of this? What what you know? What is the meaning? What's the goal with this ten year plan? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. There's there's a number of different topics that are being um, explored in a ten year strategy, but but in a nutshell, I think um, at its core. The strategy, um, as as it says in the title, is focused on building skills for jobs. So that's to say, uh, helping to ensure that individuals in our higher education system develop the skills, competencies, and, and knowledge that they need to succeed, whether that's in the trades, graduate studies, undergraduate programming, aviation, of whatever programming individuals choose. We, we have a lot of change happening uh, in our economy, not just here in Alberta, but globally. Uh, the demands on skills are changing rapidly, and it's very important that we put proactive plans down now to ensure we're able to meet those future demands. How did you come up with this plan? I know you did a lot of consultation. There's people from industry involved as well as people from some of these um, educational institutions. So who was involved and, and what did you work on? Yeah, we held over, we conducted over 115 one-on-one interviews with um, post-secondary presidents, student leaders, faculty representatives, employers, over 30 roundtables, 5,600 survey responses, town halls, uh, also the services of um, uh, other consulting firms to get a good understanding of where we need to go collectively as a system, understand where the pain points are from a student perspective, from a research perspective, from an employer perspective, uh, and work at developing goals to help move our system forward and and achieve uh, success along those pain points. Uh, It's quite a comprehensive document, as you mentioned. It is the first time in 15 years that our higher education system has a strategic plan. Uh, So I think it's a, a very important step in the right direction that is going to set us up for success in the long term. What were the things that you heard? Um, let's start with industry. What were they identifying as some of the barriers and some of the things that we can improve over the next 10 years? We, one of the, uh, the things, the loudest things that we heard from industry was uh, the, the, the necessity to uh, strengthen workplace skills. Okay. Uh, many employers, uh, of course, are, are looking for individuals, whether they're, they're new graduates from our post-secondary institution that have the skills, that workplace skills that employers are looking for so they can hit the ground running. Um, so, so that was one of the biggest things. And, uh, of course, we've, we've tried to look at measures uh, to address that, one of them being a, a very ambitious goal, which is to become the first province in Canada to offer every student a work-integrated learning opportunity. Uh, it's not just beneficial for employers, but highly beneficial for students. They have uh, they earn higher incomes after graduation and are employed faster when they participate in internships and co-op opportunities. Um, what about uh, from the education point of view, the educators and the people running these institutions? What did they tell you as being their major issues and, and where they think things could be better? 
Well, one of the items that came up was this concept of, of deconsolidation. So the, the, the government has a high degree of control over our post-secondary institutions. And other in, uh, innovative institutions across the country uh, don't have that kind of arrangement. Uh, there's, there's, uh, our, our system has a lot of red tape, and we did see that universities in other parts of the country are able to operate uh, more freely in a much more independent way. And they were quite interested in exploring ways in which we might be able to do that here in Alberta. Uh, we are moving forward with that. We'll be looking uh, closely at the U of A, the U of C, and the U of L to find w- ways in which we can give them more autonomy, more independence, so that they can engage in the important uh, research and innovative work that they do without um, unnecessary government reporting, mm-hmm. bureaucracy, uh, and red tape that can stifle entrepreneurial. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Listen. So just streamlining that process and making it a little easier for them to do what they want to do. 100%. It will, will remove a lot of unnecessary reporting requirements, change the nature of the relationship that government has with institutions. Just to give you a quick overview, you know, government has, as I mentioned, a high degree of operational control. Uh, but I believe in a model where we, uh, we relax some of those very strict operational controls and rather just set some very clear expectations and say, you know, th- this is what we're hoping to see. These are the expectations that we have. Um, uh, connected with the investment that taxpayers are making into our post-secondary system mm-hmm. and and, and um, let them do their thing. Let them um, find the best avenue to achieve those goals uh, without unnecessary reporting and bureaucracy. Minister, there's a lot of, we're going to, this is what we need to do, this is what has to happen, and, you know, um, when does the, the rubber hit the road, so to speak? When do we start seeing some of these things implemented, and um, how quickly can we get started down this path? Yeah, we're uh, we're already starting. We um, a couple weeks back, I was fortunate to be able to introduce Bill sixty seven, the Skilled Trades and Apprenticeship Act, that uh, is uh, a part of the second goal of the strategy, which is building skills for jobs. So there's there's more changes we're already making on the apprenticeship side of our higher education system. Uh, over the next few weeks, we have a series of initiatives that we'll be rolling out. Uh, that will help uh, move us towards implementation of this plan. Uh, and, and that'll continue on through the spring, into the summer, and then in subsequent years as well. Um, 
the province, you know, has cut post-secondary budgets more than once in the past couple of budgets. And, you know, in the last year, hundreds of jobs have been lost at Nate and State alone. It's been a big hit for them. Um, so help me make sense of how these two things can happen at the same time, where the budgets can be cut and they're laying off staff, uh, but at the same time, the province is talking about making it a better learning environment and um, better positioning the province in the future. How can those both be true? Well, I, I think this has to do with just being very strategic about how our uh, how taxpayer dollars are being used in the system. Uh, we we have in the past uh, rolled out funding for strategic initiatives that are going to bolster particular activities. So, for example, uh, we we announced twenty million in funding over four years to the U of A's Li Kaixing Institute of Applied Virology. Uh, that's to support the, the, the Nobel Prize incredible work that's occurring there and to further help and support the developing biosciences sector. So uh, there's, there's ability to make very strategic investments in areas that are going to help implement the plan. Uh, and many of these things as well don't, don't necessarily require additional dollars when we're talking about changing the relationship that we have with institutions. Uh, that doesn't require additional dollars. Uh, other pieces there don't. But recognizing as well that this is a 10-year plan, uh, we, we have to look at it from that long-term perspective. And furthermore, I would just add to that point, we, one of the goals is to ensure that we do have a sustainable system. And, and the challenge that we have in Alberta is that our institutions rely much more on government as a source of revenue than from other sources. And of course, in any kind of business model, relying strongly in one area for revenue is, um, can put you in a precarious situation. And so uh, the, the measures that we're taking will help institutions, um, uh, as we mentioned, changing the nature of that relationship, reducing a lot of red tape, mm-hmm. will help them engage in more entrepreneurial activity, find different sources of revenue. So we, we do need to make some changes today to... Uh, change the revenue mix, improve the financial sustainability, and of course, that'll ensure long-term sustainability. Yeah, I read that in the document, and I'm interested, what what did the educational uh, leaders have to say about that? When you talk about entrepreneurship and post-secondary and, you know, finding that source of revenue, what did they tell you? What does does that actually look like? Yeah, this, this was an element that they were at uh, many of our university presidents were advocating for very strongly and they're they're very much in support um i know uh, we had the university of alberta president bill flanagan speaking with us yesterday in in support of these measures there's i'll give you a, a very tangible example if an institution let's say the ufc wants to enter into you know some kind of uh um, uh, a joint venture to open up, uh, let's say, a health clinic or some other kind of laboratory with a with a business partner. Uh, if they're going to enter into any kind of lease agreement that is over five years in duration, uh, that has to go through government approval. There's okay. there's all this analysis that occurs. It requires uh, my sign off, sign off from the Minister of Infrastructure. It previously required uh, approval from Cabinet, but we made changes in 2019 to to relax some of those. So there's a lot of hoops. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, Classic red, red tape. Yeah, classic red tape that uh, that uh, they need to jump through, which which uh, I think we can all understand can stifle you know innovative thinking and and new kinds of partnerships. Whether it's you know partnering with uh, new companies to um, 
develop new programs on campuses and uh, and new laboratory spaces. There's there are strong examples of partnerships between post secondary institutions and businesses mm-hmm. uh, and, and other you know uh, research uh, organizations and um, innovative. Um, exercises. So we want to encourage that because the, the benefits for the province and our institutions are just incredible. Uh, Minister, unfortunately, we're out of time. I appreciate you joining us this morning, though, and giving us a bit of a walkthrough, and uh, we'll look forward to see this plan as it unveils. Well, thanks again for having me. Appreciate okay. it. Thanks very much. That is Advanced Education Minister Dimitrios Nicolaitis talking about this 10-year plan to uh, a job strategy for post-secondary education in the province of Alberta.